Of course, Election Day is coming up on November 6th, and Jared Huffman and Dan Roberts, they are facing off for the 2nd Congressional District, and as the Times Standard points out here, Jared Huffman of San Rafael, an environmental lawyer serving his last term in the State Assembly and a former member of the Natural Resources Defense Council, he is up against Tiburon Investment Advisor Dan Roberts, champion of small government, who said that he would cut funding to the Environmental Protection Agency and is unsure about the science behind global warming. And he is on the phone right now, Dan Roberts, that is, from his office down in San Francisco. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. Nice to be with you. Well, thank you for, for taking the time. Now, for those who are unfamiliar with who you are, perhaps you could explain a little bit of your history and why you've decided to run for the, the seat. be happy to. Thank you very much for having me, and uh, good morning, all. Uh, I'm born and reared in uh, San Francisco, fifth-generation Californian. So my ancestors came out here in 1849 overland in the search of gold. So I re- my family thinks of California as the land of opportunity, uh, and I would like to return it to that. So right now it's sort of the land of no, <laughs> with all the environmental restrictions and uh, pressures from government and expensive government. Uh, there's very little chance for the private sector and job creation. So I'm running an economic recovery and job creation platform as opposed to my opponent who thinks that all uh, beautiful things come from the federal government. <clears throat> and so let's say things go your way and you do pull it out and you win. What would you do immediately to solve these these problems as you see them? I'd go back right away and begin to cut spending. they they got to eliminate this $1 trillion per year. Deficit spending is dangerous. It, uh, it charges uh, the unborn. Uh, with a bill, which I think is morally corrupt. I think they're morally corrupt, anybody that spends like that. Uh, so we're going to we'll straighten it away. I'll sit in the majority, which is good uh, when I win, uh, which will give this district uh, almost first-in-line status. First-in-line status. Could you expand upon that? Anything anything they want, I could probably get them. I'll have the – versus my opponent, who will, if he should win – then uh, he'll sit in the minority, which uh, he'll have very little, if any, input into anything. I'll, again, I'll sit in the majority, and I'll know the leadership, and I'll be on the right committees in Veterans Affairs or Intelligence, whatever, financial services. And when it comes to what you've been hearing uh, during the campaign, what do you think people in this district are desiring most? I think they want economic recovery and jobs. That's my feeling. That's what I hear. And that's, it, what, that's what they need. And so when I hear politicians talk about creating jobs and uh, the ability to provide these these jobs, do you, do you think that's really possible that politicians can set things in motion so jobs are created and then suddenly people are employed? Yeah, that's, that's the way it works. <laughs> that's okay. The works. That's the way it works in our economy for the last 200 some odd years. You just got to get the government out of the way. Right now it's choking, it's choking the golden goose of free enterprise and capitalism, and there's a lot of anti-capitalism rhetoric that's gone around in this campaign, some by my opponent, others during the primary. I'm a capitalist. I understand capital formation. I understand business formation, jobs, and economic recovery. Forty-one years I have been in financial services, professional financial services. And everyone knows that California is in some some trouble when it comes to the economy. And people talk about a fiscal cliff and uh, things that are rather grave and dark. But 
how close are we to a a disaster here in California as it relates to the economy, as far as you're concerned? As far as I'm concerned, that's a state issue. I'm not running for the state. You can ask Jared about that. I'm sure he has no answers since he's been up there three consecutive terms, and it is a failing administration and it is a failure on his part. And how has he failed? He voted 28 out of 33 times in the last session alone against jobs, against uh, a rising economy. He votes typically for more taxes, more government expenses, more fees, more nonsense, and more happy talk. And well, the, the the idea that uh, the tax burden that people uh, face is, uh, of course, something that you would like to address. But is it is it wise to, to cut taxes here in California, considering we don't really have much money? I'm running for well, again. I'm running for federal office, not a state office. Okay. Let's just redirect this ship, right? Because only got a half an hour, or twenty minutes left. On the federal side, you cannot afford. Nobody, I'm sure you even might agree that you cannot overspend by a trillion dollars a year, right? And expect to to have any kind of uh, of riding of the ship, capital formation, job creation. The government is sucking all the lifeblood out. Okay. And for, forgive me, I don't mean to uh, steer us down the wrong path. I was just sort of curious about your ideas about, oh, uh, of course, um, fiscal responsibility and uh, the economy, because that appears to be your main platform. You're right. That's why I, I come back to that every opportunity. Okay. Understood. And do you think that uh, you could have, again, a, a direct impact on, on these problems? Uh, have you spoken to people who are in office right now who uh, agree with your ideas and think that you are, uh, I guess, championing the right cause? I think most of the Republican Party. I'm running, by the way, as an independent reform Republican, so I'm more independent and reform than I am Republican. And I might add that as the voters in Ferndale and Eureka look at the ballot, Please consider my candidacy, that's Dan Roberts for Congress.com, as a postpartisan or nonpartisan uh, effort. I, I can't win if you just, everybody, the voters view it as Democratic versus Republican. One of my top aides, I vow to you, the radio listening audience, that one of my top aides, when I'm elected, will be a top Democrat. And it might even be, I'd offer the job to Jared Huffman. That's a nice touch. And if you would like to speak uh, with Dan Roberts, uh, you can call in right now at 786-5784, 786-5784. And through your website, which again is danrobertsforcongress.com, under right. the, the platform heading here, you have follow dictates of U.S. Constitution and Bill of Rights. Why, why, why do you have that portion there? Isn't that something that most people who are in office attempt to do? Or what are you thinking no, specifically? not at all. Okay. They raise their hand on Monday and forget about it on Tuesday. Absolutely. They don't know what they're doing back there, except they're ruled by the lobbyists and the pressure and the moneyed interest. I have five years of going back to Washington on on the area of financial reform, dealing with both sides of the, uh, mainly the House, the Financial Services Subcommittee. And it is so difficult to interact with those folks back there because they are so dominated now by money or lobbyists or pressure groups. It is wrong. I'll have an open door. My voters will be my endorsers, period. No corporate money, no PAC money. And also under that uh, platform heading here, uh, you uh, point out that 
you would support Israel and no nuclear proliferation in the Middle East. Have you thought about foreign policy a great deal over the last couple of months? Or in your life in general? Yeah, yeah, I think we have been. We that's one thing that's come back to us is what a what a dangerous world we live in. With the four killed in Libya and uh, our troops uh, in harm's way in Afghanistan and the contractors left in uh, Iraq. I, I'm the only veteran who ran. I'm the only veteran who run. I'm a combat wounded veteran from Vietnam. I know the true cost of war. And I want to bring my, our troops home as soon as possible. And, of course, you would vote for things to uh, expedite that, that process. But would you try to champion certain uh, pieces of legislation to move that forward? Or what would you do to affect change in that regard? The rea- well, first of all, I'll come back to the starting point. I will be sitting in the majority, not the minority. So I'll have direct impact on uh, the thinking back in, uh, with the Republicans back in D.C., and I might add one point that I forget to flush out for you. In terms of job creation, economic recovery, if any government, including that lousy government in California, can only set the tone for uh, the private sector, right? That's all they can do. So you get the government out of the way, cut the taxes, cut the regulations, cut the spending, and let the small businesses thrive. I run a small business for 26 years here in San Francisco. Jared doesn't know the first thing about running a small business. He's very loyally in his approach. Just listen to his speech. And were you being serious earlier when you said you'd offer him a job? You seem to take a rather dim view of his, his ideas and policies. But he, as a number one, yes. But as a number two, he can certainly help. Okay. He would further the cause. But, and, and again, I, I just, I'm just hoping for some more clarity on what you could do to create the, the, the economic uh, environment that would allow businesses to thrive. Because I would think that most people in government uh, would like to see that happen because without oh, a thriving economy and businesses are doing well, the, the whole operation suffers. So, But w- what precisely would you do? You're saying cut regulations, but is that really feasible or, or doable in your mind? Anything is doable. Everything's on the table. When you spoke to my opponent, you might have asked him the same question. I'm going to guess. And I'm going to guess his answer because I've debated him about a dozen times in the last 13 months that I've been running for this offer office. The only solution he has for jobs is more federal spending. He thinks that the government creates jobs. News for you, government at any level does not create jobs. It merely takes from one person and gives to the other, like taking water out of the deep end of the swimming pool and putting it in the shallow end. It's a zero-sum game. Get the government out of the way, cut spending, cut taxes, cut regulations. Let Let the small businesses thrive, and they will hire. Now, I can't speak for Jared Huffman, but I'm sure he would take a bit of a different point of view when it comes to how jobs are created. I don't think that he'll point to the government and say, look, they're going to provide all the jobs for the community. I mean, I, I don't think that he would agree with that. You are wrong on that. Okay. You ever listen to him? Yes. You ever listen to him? He's an Obama wannabe. Wannabe. And they're going the wrong way. Just listen to what he says. He's always talking about Obama jobs bill. Well, that is more government deficit spending. Borrowing to spend on current accounts is absolutely foolish and morally corrupt. And if you'd like to speak to Dan Roberts, you can call him right now, 786-5784, 786-5784. He's on the line waiting for your, your call. 
And the idea of health care in the country and the term that some use, and even at this point, the administration, Obamacare, but the Affordable Health Care Act, how do you feel about the, the direction of health care in the country? The, uh, the reality is that the uh, Obamacare is the law of the land. So I will, if elected, I will offer a balance to whatever, whatever administration succeeds uh, two weeks from today. I will offer a balance. I will represent the district. Usually, I would say this, usually, and under the Constitution, uh, insurance is, it has been a state issue, not a federal issue. I give that to you. I think that what Mitt did in Massachusetts was fine. We can try it uh, in California. Uh, the current program, uh, you read the press as I do, I'm not sure it can succeed financially. And just because we mentioned the upcoming election and uh, Mitt Romney versus uh, President Obama, who do you think will pull it out in a couple of weeks? Who do you think will win? Yeah, that's a got nice question. I'll pass on it. I got my own race to run. Okay, understood. Uh, and Catherine, she is uh, writing in to me here. She, again, uh, is, I guess, beating home the idea that I was trying to uh, highlight earlier about how would you create jobs, and you're saying that uh, you would cut regulation, and then that's, that's the main idea that you are pushing right now, that you would cut the regulations and make it easier for businesses to thrive. Just for Catherine over in Eureka, she wants some clarity. Catherine, I'd say uh, take your pencil out write this down if you would. It's very simple. Cut the spending. Number one. Number two, cut the taxes on individuals and businesses. Cut excess regulation. Therefore, the small firms like mine, for example, can thrive and hire. That's how you create jobs. All right. As it turns out, she's still on the line. So let's say hello to Catherine over in Eureka. Good morning, Catherine. Hi there. Yeah. Thank you for having me. (laughs) You're welcome. Um, And would you uh, sort of follow up on your question to uh, Dan Roberts? Yeah, just more specifically, I was the, um, Mr. Roberts, I was the one who asked Jared Huffman about this uh, specifically, and, and I felt very satisfied with the fact that he came up with very rock-solid um, examples of how he was going to um, uh, release um, regulations on small businesses for loans. He came up with several ideas about how government would get out of the way for special projects like solar energy, like wind energy, um, provide uh, more money for projects like that to go ahead uh, on low loan terms. He came up with a lot of specifics that I'm just not hearing from your side of the coin. I'm hearing rhetoric like that he's against jobs, that you're that you're saying that he's saying happy talk and he's an Obama wannabe. I mean these just don't really make sense to the common listeners like me because I mean that's what's the most disappointing from the right is it's all rhetoric and not a lot of um, support for the ideas that you foster. So can you go into that a little bit? Okay. Uh, how you can give us a little bit more concrete okay. examples. Thank you very much, Catherine. Let's let uh, Dan right. Roberts respond. Thank you. Yeah. All right, bye-bye. Thanks for the question. Based on your comments, I probably won't get your vote, but anyhow, I'll try to answer your questions. Jared's happy talk, talk can be spelled Solyndra. And many, many other uh, solar panel makers and uh, wind uh, tower makers that have gone bankrupt in the States it's happy talk that you hear all the time, and if repeated enough, you, you tend to, what is it, Helen, you tend to hear him and you believe him. 
But actually, there's this green, renewable, high-revenue uh, jobs. It's all happy talk unless you live in Finland or in China or in uh, India. That's where the jobs have been created, right? So just he has a very loyally approached uh, look through it. Uh, the private sector has the answers, not the public sector. And again, just listen to what he says. And where do you come down on certain... Oh, green jobs, for example, or I mean, I, I, that, that's a term that is rather broad and, and vague, but oh, certain projects when it comes to wind energy or alternative methods of generating, uh, of course, power. Uh, do, you, do you have a, a strong uh, platform on your ideas in that, in that world? Well, yeah, in that area, first of all, we're, uh, our whole economy and our successes are based on low-cost energy. And if anything, we don't have that now. The federal government uh, has policies in place limiting uh, drilling in various ports in the United States, including offshore, that has driven the gas price approaching up here, uh, down here in San Francisco, to $5 a gallon. And I suspect if, if the Greens, such as Jared and my opponent and Obama, have their way, it's going to be $10 a gallon. I'm saying they're going the wrong way. <clears throat> Now is not not the time to remove the United States from a uh, oil or fossil fuel based environment. So, but I'm for all kinds of energy, uh, alternative means fine. Okay, if they have economic benefit. The problem with my opponent, to all the listeners, is that they must drink something in Sacramento because once you say green, then it's going to be wonderful. Once again. Bankruptcies, uh, the waste of, of assets and taxpayers' money out of Washington for firms like Solyndra that went bankrupt, and the job, the new jobs, unfortunately, are in as I, at the risk of repeating myself, are in uh, Finland, uh, China, or India. Do you really doubt the science behind global warming? I doubt a great deal. I think there's a lot of scare tactics going on. If you're talking about it. The, uh, the carbon emissions in the environment. I think it's a lot of phony junk science. I do accept that there is some, but not to the degree, degree that my opponent and others uh, are going uh, to the left on the subject. But who do you point to in the scientific community to support your point of view? Well, I've read it in the press just as you, as you have, that there are this phony junk science. Out of England, the initiator of the whole subject was pro- proven to be a false prophet. But that's not true, Dan. That's well, just no, not you true. You can doubt me. You can doubt me. But oh, you I read, don't. You read I don't, as I, don't, I, Dan, do. I Dan, I don't have to doubt you because I uh, look at the facts as they are in the world, and there's not a credible scientist out there who doubts that there's man-made global warming happening. And those who say that, I always press them. Okay, can you point to one scientist? Give me, give me a name. Just give me one name, and no one can ever do that because they don't exist. So who, who are you pointing to? I'm pointing to my friend. My friend, I'm pointing to the caveman that when they invented fire, you had you had you had carbon emissions from that day. Anytime you have a hand of man, you're going to have carbon emissions. But let's not overreact and be radical on the environment. There's a trade-off, in my opinion, between jobs and the environment. I vote for jobs. Okay, but if there's no planet left, then the jobs won't really matter. Oh. I don't know. Where are you going with this? Let's change the subject. You're being stupid now. I'm being stupid? How, how, how am I being stupid? Move on. Next subject. 
oh, actually, I, well, this one is suddenly intriguing to me. Well, first of all, I don't view myself as stupid, and I'm actually just looking to scientists who are telling me that man-made global warming is happening. And then when I see somebody who is running for office who denies that, uh, I'm, I'm a bit startled. That's all. Wonderful. Next subject. Oh, Dan. But so you are someone who I've read. Uh, you are looking at possibly uh, taking money away from Planned Parenthood or defunding that. Is that something that you would actively pursue, or is or is if that? If they are, if they are, if they are abortion providers under settled federal law, the federal government cannot reimburse or pay federal monies to abortion providers. So if Planned Parenthood is an abortion provider, then under settled federal law, we cannot support them with our federal money. And what is your position on uh, um, abortion and and that and that subject? Well, thank you for that question. That's a that's a better starting point. Okay. I am I am right. I am for the woman's right to choose. Okay. And uh, does that uh, cause some trouble for you in the Republican world? Not that I know of. I uh, run my own. I'm an independent reformer. I present a different way to go than my opponent. Now is the opportunity to take that other path. Okay. And how about same-sex marriage here in the state or the country? I'm for, I'm for freedom of choice, and so everybody makes their choices on their own. <clears throat> So you would support same-sex uh, marriage legislation? I would let everybody free to choose. I don't think we need legislation on that subject. Okay. But I, I think that it's important to make people who are, of course, trying to marry here in California, and they, they take it seriously. But is that something that you would uh, you would support, it sounds like, that you would support the uh, idea? Once again, as risk of repeating myself, I think that's a private matter between two consenting adults. Let them make their own choices. But when it comes to the state recognizing their their right to marry, I think. Well, I think the state, the people have already spoken on that in California. This is true. There's right. there's legislation that that bans that. So, but some new legislation could reverse that. Well, then... I let the people speak. I let the people speak. But basically, I think it's a private matter, and it should stay that way. <clears throat> In your race, you have decided to spend a great deal of your own money. I've seen some figures that are probably a bit old at this point, but, oh, this is uh, through, let's see, an article that came out not that long ago, but saying that uh, Huffman had collected more than a million dollars in campaign contributions compared with about 186000 for Roberts, who contributed 160000 of that amount himself. So you were burning through a lot of cash from your own bank account. Why have you decided to do that? I ran actually. I ran in ten against Woolsey down here in uh, Marin and Southern, the southern part of the district, when she used to represent us. So I ran as an independent in ten. So this is not a new idea. Secondly, in terms of money, since the press and you seem to focus on money, is it a good thing that Jared has raised a million dollars? I think you should look at the source of his money, and you'll get you'll get the power behind this throne. And it's mainly from tax corporations, people from outside the district. All, which is bad, most of them, and lobbyists, most of my money, if not all, comes from within the district. And no businesses, no PACs, no lobbyists, no unions. And that's, as far as you know, where a lot of his uh, contributions are coming from? You can look it up. Okay, I can do that. Now, 
do you think that you will will win uh, in November? Because the conventional wisdom is that you're facing a pretty serious challenge here. Yeah, you're right. I know that, and that's why I'm running an independent, nonpartisan, or postpartisan race. And I hope that the the citizens of the district and I I'm convinced that when they go in and vote in the privacy of the ballot box, that they will choose another direction. Clearly. My opponent, at six years in the state assembly, has been going the wrong way, despite all his happy talk. So have you received any endorsements uh, from major newspapers or other political entities uh, that are supporting your campaign? Yes, I have. Thank you for asking. Uh, I'm endorsed by the uh, Republican Party, both uh, in Marin and Humboldt County, as a matter of fact. Uh, and the state of California. I'm endorsed by the American Independent Party. I didn't ask for that. They gave it to me. They looked at my platform, and they supported me. I'm looking for the independents of this district to come my way. Also, the uh, California Hispanic Assembly and the Bay Area Mexican-American communities have endorsed me, as well as the Combat Veterans for Congress. That's a nationwide organization. And what do you think about the size of the the military uh, in the United States? Would you vote to increase it, decrease it? What are your your thoughts? I think it could shrink some. I think I agree with the Obama administration. When we bring the folks back from Afghanistan, I think we can shrink that budget. I'd have to get under the tent, in the tent, to, to know more about it. I can only guess at this point. But I think it can shrink. Everything's on the table. Remember... My This campaign, my campaign, is about jobs and economic recovery through getting the government out of the way, cutting spending. So everything is on the table in terms of cutting spending. And I just have to point out, even though it, it appears to be a, a sore topic here, but so if you're spending so much of your own cash, for, for me, that's a fortune, what you're spending there. But I realize that you are someone of means, so uh, everything is relative. But if... If your, your, your chances seem a bit slim of winning, it almost seems like this is a waste of money on your part. So it just seems almost illogical that you're running on a platform of fiscal responsibility and you're burning through so much cash. Why do you think that? Because do you, do you, do you actually think that you're going to win uh, on November 6th? I'm running to win. I'm, the reason I'm running is to win. And I would say again, why would you not believe that I can win? Because it just seems as though the numbers are not with you. You are disclosing your hand too early in the game, my friend. No, I'm just speaking honestly. I'm not disclosing my hand. I'm speaking honestly. Give it another two weeks. Give it another two weeks. Let the voters go into the private vote, vote, uh, booth and vote. Okay. All right. Well, Dan, would you talk to me in the future? It seems as though we were off to a bit of a rough start here this morning. Well, I think I think if you if you reshape your attitude and my make attitude, it more I'm just asking questions and make it and make it more of a neutral uh, interview, then I think it would go a lot smoother. But you'll come back on. and We'll try it again. Yeah, we'll, we'll try. Then, yeah, I win. I'll come back. All right. Well, uh, before that, well, we'll see. I well, think I think I win. I'll come back. Okay, understood. All right. Well, Dan, thank you very much for talking to me. I appreciate it. Have a good day. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. That is uh, Dan Roberts uh, on the phone from down in the Bay Area. Dan Roberts, he is running for the second congressional district seat up against Jared Huffman. That was somewhat curious. I, I, I didn't think it was that, that heavy. But he didn't really enjoy that very much. That's okay.
And you can find this online later on through the lostcoastoutpost.com and then click. You'll find it there. I assure you.